helper, Mr. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we talk about Dallas. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh, pounding the bourbon. I'm Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> You're never that quiet and meek. You're not. Sorry. What are you doing? She goes, and I am Melanie. Quiet. Oh, oh. <laughs> Melanie, you you, uh, you need to start drinking or continue I've only drinking. I've had like that uh, much. Wait, okay. What are you drinking, Melanie? What am I drinking? Mm-hmm. This is called uh, Opaque Thoughts Double Milkshake IPA from Ooh. Mountains Walking Brewery double. in Bozeman, Montana. Nice. Double, mi- double milkshake. That would be Mary have to take lactose pill before. Yes, I guess I will. <laughs> yes. Pineapple, peach, tangerine, vanilla bean, and lactose. <laughs> nice. mm. What are you drinking, Sarah? I'm hoping... We are recording actually pretty early tonight uh, because we, some of us want to watch the second debate. The shit show. <laughs> the shit show known as the second debate. I already voted, so I am going to watch something less scary. I mean, I'm go- right. Well, hell, we voted too. Right, I already voted, but. I'm going to watch Halloween. I'm going to watch something a little I've less scary Halloween than the debate. Three times this month already. No, that's fair. So. We're gonna we're, we're gonna have a marathon of a lot our favorite Halloween movies on Halloween. Watch watch this new one that I just found out about from 2008. It's not not, not that new, but it's called Trick, Trick or Treat. Uh, Trick or Treat. It it's is it, but is it supposed to be very scary good. Or so cheesy? I, I, I have it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for two ninety nine or buy it for seven ninety nine. I bought it for seven. Oh, it's not available to just watch though. It's not streaming anywhere because I'm probably not right. gonna buy anything. Well, you can you can look on, you like, can look Pluto for a, you can look for a DVD like or something. I don't know, but whatever. But I'll look on Shutter. Anyway, it might be in the five dollar bin at Target. It might be. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee because it's early, uh, but I did put some. Uh, did you some Irish it spiced up? Rum. I put some spiced rum in it because it's pumpkin spice oh, coffee, and I put go. some spiced rum. So yeah, because it's like five something there, right? Or yeah, uh, spiced rum. She went Caribbean, man. It, yeah, yeah, it is four fifty four right now. So it's a it's a wee bit early, but you know. But, but we want to get right into it. So but um, we do want to get right into it. Yeah. So Should we do a little housekeeping quickly. Housekeep housekeeping. All right. Uh, both items relate to two different actors who played John Ross. One is Omri Katz, who is going to be joining uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy when they reunite. When they reunite virtually on October 30th for the Hocus Pocus Halloween Takeover, benefiting the New York Restoration Project. I'm going to post the information on our uh, page. Ten dollar tickets for the virtual uh, event, and. and birthday greetings to our boy Josh Henderson, turning thirty-nine on the twenty-fifth, which is Sunday. I have I have a little thing. So, yeah, I was a guest on another podcast. I know I didn't hear it yet. I <gasps> want to listen to it. You you it. I need to know the the link or whatever. Um, and it, I want to be a guest on another podcast. That's so cool to guest on another podcast. Ah! She cheated on us. No. <laughs> I want to be on that. My favorite, my favorite murder. The podcast is called Twin Peaks Unwrapped. And um, it is the latest episode, which um, it is called episode 230. If you're at all interested, I don't know if any of you are Twin Peaks fans, but I was a guest to promote a book that I was actually interviewed for. 
and I'm actually in the book and the book is called Laura's Ghost and it is a it is a book that was written by a woman named Courtney Stallings and it's women speak about Twin Peaks and the importance of Laura Palmer as a character. So anyway, I am a part of that book. I was in the podcast. So if you're at all interested, please check them out. And what's the podcast name again? It's Twin Peaks Unwrapped, episode 230. And the book is called Laura's Ghost. And it is available on Amazon. I will, I will I think it's number that. 11 right now yes. on one of the lists. And there will, be no, there will be no Santa Claus at Macy's this year. Well, that's the fucking downer, Josh. You had to throw that in there. I just hit myself face. Also, 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 if you haven't been uh, able to tune in, I just noticed um, Jesse Metcalf has been on uh, Dancing with the Stars this season. Yeah, how's he if doing? I haven't watched it. My stepmom watches it, but I don't. I, I don't watch, but uh, I think he's still there. So. Yeah, Carol um, fucking Baskin got eliminated uh, like two who? weeks ago. Carol fucking Baskin. I don't know who that is. You haven't watched Tiger King? That's not surprising. It's from uh, Tiger King. Tiger King. The one who killed her husband and fed him to the tiger, allegedly. No, allegedly. we don't know that, Melanie. That is that is hearsay. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I mean, they said <laughs> that if the tiger eats his human bones, <laughs> that the acid in his stomach disintegrates allegedly. the bones. There's no DNA. I was like, that is awesome. Ooh. I don't know. I have I to give it. Is that true? But Josh. Uh, uh, what better way to... I have to remember that. Like, oh, God. Josh, that's fucking scary. Don't say that. You're going to murder somebody? Ooh. Oh, my God. Look at his eyes. Oh, okay. my God. Holy. You look psycho right now. Nope. <laughs> it's like scary looking. Nope. No comment. You heard it here first, folks. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Tonight, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 19, Sue Ellen's Choice. Pam, I want to save our marriage, but I can't do it by myself gotta help me. I don't think I can. You got nothing to lose, Sue Ellen. Whatever J.R. Ewing offers you, I can give you more. I love you. Leave him. I'd like to know if you want Bobby. Because if you don't, I do. Then you'll give me a divorce. Sooner the better. But the boy stays here. You couldn't take my son. My son. It was written by Camille Marchetta. Directed by Leonard Katzman and aired February 1st, 1980. It's the last episode written by Camille Marchetta. Yes. Is it? Yes. Camille, my girl. But in the last episode she wrote is... Came in at number three with a 42 share. And I want to just say right off the top, I don't like the name of this episode. It should have been called Choices. Yeah, it makes it sound like an abortion. Because it makes it sound yeah, like an yeah. abortion. Sue, There's a lot of Sue, choices. It's not Sue just Ellen had one scene, the first half of the episode, and she, it was just a shot of her holding the baby by the pool. Yeah, but it makes it sound like an abortion. Sue Ellen's choice. Right. Yeah, it does. It um, actually does. I didn't think about that, but it does. But there's so many people making choices yeah, in this too. episode. Um, does it happen to say who was the... Um, I don't have my book. It's it's packed away. Um, who was the uh, clothing? What is the word I'm trying to think of? Yes, wardrobe. Mm. God damn it. The wardrobe co- person? Co- costume yeah, designer? I, um, uh, I just wardrobe. like to know that because you know I love <laughs> But we could IMDB that right now. Go ahead. We'll come back to that. Well, it wasn't Travilla. I'll tell you that. It was not Travilla, no. <laughs> and it wasn't, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Nolan's... Uh, that was Nolan the worst. Miller or something like that. I'll figure it out. Y'all just can't. Let's continue and I'll figure the it out. And I'll say it on the, on the second part. All right. So it opens with Bobby and Ray playing racquetball, which so is shorts. so goddamn 80s. Like we are just getting off the 80s. 
And our the sweat stains on the uh, shirts. Oh, so good. Yeah, Bobby's penis and balls are going to fall out. <laughs> what? Bob, I no, did not see Bobby's penis. Out. Yeah, they oh, just cut that what? out because oh. it's going to fall out. <laughs> if you're swinging racquetball and you got on short shorts, something's oh, going to fall out one God. side, I promise. <laughs> That that's that's in the Blu-ray you know version. Funny, um, <laughs> my husband right. that's, that's the like, deleted scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they ha- it's any short shorts. I mean, there's something like his baby date. Something's gonna fall out. Right. Right. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. And I'm still really amazed that racquetball racquetball clubs are a thing. No, they were am, until the nineties. Like we used to go there after school. I love racquetball. I I played racquetball for the first that's time right. on a ski weekend a, a few years ago. Because it was too cold to actually ski, and some of us were in the health club, and I, I tried. It's it's hard. Seems really athletic. Lots of running. Yes. I don't think I'd like it. Yeah, this 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 watch would be taking it in is. a lot it's of uh, okay, in the face and toms. a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah, all the steps. So Bobby confides in Ray that things have not been right since she lost the baby. Yeah, and Ray's uh, not oh, being an bad. idiot for once. Like the one time this whole episode and, you know, and, uh, and he says to give Pam time and that's actually pretty good advice. It's, it's more, it's more of a brotherly chat than he would get with Jr. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that, that, Not to that, spoil, but I can only think that of, is, that's why I, yeah, love I can think of one or two times yeah. and it was always because of something that Jr. had done that like Ray and Bobby and all them like came together for J for Jr. Didn't it seem like Pam's miscarriage and, and the problems like between her and Bobby, it, that was a recurring theme in this episode. Yes, this yeah. is, but this is, this is setting the stage for later episodes. And it's, it's right. weird yeah. because it's so early right now. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. but it, it's like it is. foreshadowing. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. She's a yes, nut job. Yes. Laying, laying the groundwork as it were. I think it's really, I'm actually interested. I think it's interesting looking at it um, with a different lens now that it's sort of um, talking about mental health a little bit. Yeah. Now looking at it as an adult, I do see that. There's a scene later on in this episode where Miss Ellie tells Pam, you know, you should go see Dr. Elby. He's done wonders for Sue Ellen. And she's like, uh, she's on the fence. She's 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 like, I'm not ready for that yet. (laughs) Hemming and hawing. Hemming and hawing. Because back yeah. back then, a lot of people didn't even go see, or if they did, it was yeah. secret. Yeah. Like it, now, I'm like, the, I right, see one. The stigma. Divorce was a it's stigma. A whole, back I, then. I mean, it still does every, have a stigma. Should, yeah, I mean, I go every I six go, weeks. I should so. honestly go back, but I love my girl. Like it totally. There's no mm-hmm. shame. Mm-hmm. D- divorce was a stigma back then too. If you got if your parents were divorced, you were a freak. I mean, yes. I remember my parents got divorced, and I was yeah. bounced between the morning and the afternoon kindergarten yeah. class. Most and most people were di- had divorced parents in my school. Uh, Unfortunately, really oh. yeah, mine got divorced in '89. I'm none of my parents, none of my friends' parents were divorced. Mine were like the first ones. I can't. So it no, was no. You know what I think of it now? I come Stick. from one of those families where I can't, I can't think of anybody in my immediate family on either side, really, like, you know, besides aunts, uncles, cousins, who's divorced, they're all together. My brother got divorced. Like he was Mm. only married for three years. Like when I was a kid, my Seth's, my, my husband, his parents are divorced. His grandparents were divorced. That's a lot of divorce on his side. Grandparents wow. got divorced, yeah. I tell you, divorce has happened so quick nowadays. I was divorced exactly. before the wedding. Well, oh, it's just Jesus. one of those things, like, you know, like my folks have gotten in fights and, and a lot, and my mom's like, 
talking to me like how pissed she is and i'm like well leave him mom and she just laughs at me she's like <laughs> Right, well, they've been married a long time. Now. Years, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's a fucking waste. You, you might as well just stay. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> right. You, you know, you know who's not going to make it to 39 years based on this episode of Ray and Donna. They're not even no, not there at all. yet, man. Y'all, they're my favorites. Because because Ray broke up with Donna. Because he was right. the cow- because that's about he was insecure. And the cowboy and the lady. It was Basically. like. Uh-huh. Because she even told him, she was like, "I don't care about anything," and he uh-huh. still don't listen to don't listen to Jr. Basically, yeah. yeah I mean, J, Jr. Please don't fucking listen to Jr. And that's people. what that's what Bobby tells him. He's basically like, "You're an yeah. idiot if you're listening to Jr." So it does stop they, that. Bobby gives Ray advice back, right? Good advice to his advice, right? They they Bobby they had each other, and Ray's like, "Well, that's." just wasn't enough yeah whatever ray whatever ray ray ray, ray is a big baby um, he is a huge baby i love I, ray and i love donna but ray is such a like insecure baby pull your head out of your rectum and look at the sunshine and wipe your face uh-huh. out of your wrangler jeans exactly that's right <laughs> out, out of your out of your 80s racquetball short shorts <laughs> <laughs> We wear short shorts. We wear short shorts. Pam takes a taxi home from the airport. And Lucy's reading by the pool in that blue outfit and, I, and the blue hat. I said, Lucy, the, don't look, you look cute. <laughs> and the black sunglasses on top of the, of the hat. And Ellie seems, she's at the table, but she seems concerned with whatever these papers are in front of her. She has that worried look when she looks at them at the end of the scene. Mimosa Park. Mimosa. She's buried in Mimosa Park. I think mm-hmm. everyone that works on Mimosa Park should get free mimosas. I should. It just makes it sound like a like rich white lady park. That's all it's a Mimosa Park. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pam comes home. Um, mimosa. It's a great brunch and beverage. Lucy said. <laughs> Lucy says, it seems like nobody's ever, she just got back from Paris and seems like nobody's ever satisfied or happy. And so he goes, are you satisfied? And she says, oh, I'm very happy. No, she's never been happy in her life yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Whatever, Lucy. Whatever, Lucy. And Pam goes up to her room and the luggage is there on the bed before she gets there. Because Raul. That's right. Because <laughs> servants. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He must have gone in another door, the front, the other door, because we didn't see him walk by. There's back. His job is to not be seen. It's the servant's <laughs> entrance, Josh. Right. There was the, the service stairs, the service yeah. entrance. So they're they're like utilidors under South Fork, like Disney World, like the Magic Ooh, Kingdom. Maybe. I bet that's a thing. Utilidors. That sounds like some underground creepiness. Uh, it's, yeah, creepiness. That's what's in, that's what's in the Magic Kingdom, so they can get from the different sections of the park without having mm-hmm. characters like, of, like tunnels yeah. underground. I tunnels. actually was in them when I was t- ten years old. I was put in a Disney program, and we were taken around, and we were actually taken into the utilidors under the park as part of the tour. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. My old college had those too, but we were not allowed to go in them. They were haunted. That's where they ha- buried the bodies. All right. Well, yeah, you've seen all those, like, the Travel Channel ghost adventures and stuff where they go to, like, old abandoned hospitals and they transport people with tunnels underground, uh-huh. right? They're no, y'all, the yeah, one. With J- with J- with, yeah, with Jack Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one yeah, of them. But we, yeah. we went on the um, Savannah night tours, 
and they take you to the last office is uh, abandoned hospital in Savannah. And we went in, I took my camera and I told my daughter, she was like probably 12 or 13 times. I was like, I'm just going to start snapping pictures because they say you'll get something eventually. It was that old abandoned hospital. They did um, abortions underground. We went in the tunnel and I just started snapping. We got home, I got all of them developed and there was like, you could see shadows of people in the pictures. You still, do you still have them? Yeah. Oh my God. I want to see them. I'll get them. I, well, I have you, I, I take them out. storage, but I have cool. Cause well, it was like, have- I had like a nice camera. I was like, I, I'll just snap it. I said, it's so cool. Like it's the best tour ever. It's the Savannah night ghost stores. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's so much fun. So Jer comes in to the room to taunt Pam. Cause Bobby was with Jenna. But she she's smart as a whip. She uh, she's questioning why his motivations for having her uh, promoted. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, she figured that out when like the dude said ha- something when they were in ha- ha- Paris. Harrison Page. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he was a creeper. I just he looks like a creeper. My guess is that he like he is a creeper. Did the like arm he like did the arm stretch and like felt up her back or something like. Ran, 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 ran her hand up her thigh. That's right. Of thing. Probably, <laughs> and then probably just said something gross like, mm, "Jr. did this." <laughs> if you want to split from Bobby, I can drill. I, I can plow your field. Yeah, probably. A, what did I say? Shut the fuck up, Jr. He's such an ass. Yeah, he was being a dick. An ass. Um, and then, so yeah, so then he says that he tries to like make her feel insecure by bringing up Jenna and then Pam's just plays it off like, eh, whatever, they're old friends. I don't care. And then he's just like, well, if you think that there's nothing to be worried about, then you don't know Jenna oh, and you don't, don't know, know Bobby. Bobby. And JR walks out with that little grin. Yeah. And, then, and then Jock is going out to uh, Fort Worth to see Pat Powers. And I, I love, I love how he greets Bobby. What do you say, Bobby? Uh, whatever my next line is in the script, uh, Jim. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling that Jock is just kind of like right, floating I, through I the scenes here. But he's floating with uh, an amazing suit with a fantastic gold buckle. So it's all good. Yes, he, he is well-dressed for his... Do we ever see Pat Powers? I have not... Is that just an off-screen name like Vera on Cheers? I'm going to assume it's off screen. Okay. Pretty much like Seth Stone for a while until we actually saw him that one time. Right. Which I didn't even remember <laughs> that we ever did see him in person there. And, and, he, there. He, and he was played we by, did. he was played by two different actors and he <laughs> never had a scene oh, with, Fern, with Fern Fitzgerald. No, so random. That's right. <laughs> like I never met Seth, but I was married to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in bed, even though he was never there. <laughs> Um, and then Bobby and JR have a really passive aggressive argument about Jenna and Ray and Donna. Yeah. And, um, and Bobby's like, I know what you did. And bo- Fuck you. And bo- Bobby's like, well, JR, didn't you do enough work yesterday for breaking up Donna and Ray? Even the Lord yeah. rested on the seventh day. That was a pretty good line. Yeah. And, Bobby won. And then we have that one, one little throwaway cut over to uh, Sue Ellen with, with the baby over out by the pool. Mm. And then we don't see her again for the rest of the first half of the episode. Which is weird considering this is called Sue Ellen's Choice. There's not a lot of Sue Ellen in Sue Ellen. Which is, why exactly. I'm saying it should, which is why I'm saying it should be called Choices. And I agree with you. 
I want to retroactively change the episode title to. <laughs> All right. Let's start a petition. Change dot org. Bobby goes to talk to Pam. And what is what's laid out here is basically that what's wrong with their marriage has nothing to do with her work and nothing to do with Jenna. Right. Right. And even though those things are kind of seem to be the things they're arguing about, that's not the actual problem. And they both know it. Right. And we as viewers have known it since she fell off that horse. All right. With the, yeah. With, with the no yeah. probe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The no probe. But Bobby admits that he almost slept with Jenna. Right. And, and he and he's like, I didn't, but I wanted to, which is a pretty harsh thing to say to your wife's face. He wanted to sleep with her, but he loves his wife and wants to save their marriage. Right. That's intense. Like that's he's truth bombs all over the place. I mean, I guess go but, Bobby for trying to have those conversations. Too much truth but bombs. he can't he he can't do it alone. <laughs> and it's interesting the to compare the Pam's expression in this, her facial expressions in this episode and Sue Ellen's late in the episode, just they're Mm. completely devoid of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just, they're just separating. What do they call that? Uh, There's an actual word for that. We're like, you're separating from your reality a little bit. Um, Detaching? Disassociation. Disassociation. Yes. I think that's kind of what's happening. She's just kind of disassociating from everything. Yeah, and, and I I like that we're talking about mental health. I think, and it's but that was uh, some pretty serious baggage to lay on uh, Pam right then and there, and right. she's just completely disassociated. She doesn't think that she can help save this marriage. Right, that's her like asking for help. That's that's where you say that's when Bobby says like, okay, maybe we should go get some help. Maybe we should talk to a therapist. But he just kind of gets mad and leaves when she's like when she says, I'm not sure if I can I can save our marriage. Not only like, do- I'm like motherfucker, you're the one who almost cheated on her. Right. So- I know. Not, right. Only, not only does he I leave slippered shit on not only time. does he leave the room, we have to leave for commercial at that point too. But not only that, what made me so mad is that Bobby is this like everybody holds him to a higher standard, like Miss Ellie, everybody. But think of all the little things that he's done. Like he did kiss Jenna. He did. Um, I'm guessing they made out for a while. Yeah, and just probably with there. lots of time. And right. I honestly really think that when it had been like 1980s TV, he would have just stayed over and slept with her. But I, mm-hmm. so yeah. not that Pam is any better. I'm not saying that, but everybody holds Bobby to this higher state. And I love Bobby. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite characters. But in this because like, he's little. Not yeah, but in this little sequence, I'm like, oh my god, he seems so good because he's not JR, but he has right, he has, you, but you, he's you, doing you, bad you. things. If my husband yep. kissed some woman when I was in Paris, I would beat his oh. fucking ass. 100%. If you kiss somebody, it's as bad as fucking fucking them. Like, don't kiss somebody. Like, don't even fucking I hope you're don't, don't put yourself in that position that you can have even that problem. You had a fucking Thank picnic you. with her. Like that's romantic. And, Don't fucking do it. And he's not even like apologizing for it. No. So coming back from commercial, we yes. see Alan Beam, Mister. He's wearing a shirt this time, and not some crappy suit and with a chain or with the chain and the uh, pipe. 
So him and Lizzie are still like full force, right? Right. Yeah. He gives her the engagement ring. Is it pretty? And he apologizes that it's like not like more, but that looks like a huge fucking ring. That's a big sparkly ring. Yeah, I mean, what what what, what does he want? Her arm to her arm to drag on the ground with the thing? I mean, right. That's, yeah. when he's from Chris he wants a quick wedding because he wants that job and that that what, what was it five hundred thousand that Jr. was going to give him for getting Lucy out of uh, Dallas. Yeah, something like that. It was like he Jr. said two hundred fifty thousand in the thing Chicago and Alan Beam retorted with five hundred thousand and. Mm. JR was like, well, if if it gets Lucy off South Fork so her parents don't come back, then <laughs> he's like, whatever. Whatever. That's chump <laughs> chump <fine>. change. <laughs> so he wants a quick wedding. Which yeah, yeah he's right. a he's a piece of scum. Uh-huh. I'm not a fan. She wants to get used to the idea of being engaged first. Right. And she's yeah, because she, I mean, she was a little like on the edge, not really wanting to do it to begin with. And it's Lucy. Like she gets married. She's gonna want like a huge wedding. She's gonna want like a million bridesmaids and um Muriel has to be one of them, of course. I was gonna yeah. say like a princess die wedding, but that hasn't happened in real life yet, I don't think. So not <laughs> princess die wedding. But about, basically I'm, yeah, the thing about it is like Princess um, Lucy as, wedding. As much as Lucy draws me cr- fucking crazy. I do feel sorry for her. She has a lot of bad little engagements and relationships before she. It makes me sad. She's so used. I know. She totally is. And hello, she's she's a student at SMU. How many of us were in how many were in college thinking uh, talking about getting married at least at least twice by now? Just once. I wanted at that age. I wanted no part of marriage. I was just like, I'm gonna go and like. And she's been. I've wanted it very much. Have not found a contender, Josh Henderson. If you're listening, and, <laughs> and she, she has been engaged now twice, and right. she's in college. Because I think that's what her. She says that's the only thing she's expected to do in life is to marry well. Like that's her whole job. And then ser- and well. then serve on committees and the stuff like right. that. Right. And gross. And, he, and you can just see, like, Lucy doesn't want that, but she doesn't know how to do anything different either. So, poor Lucy. But if she had mm. kids, she would she would totally be on to who's screwing in the hayloft because she screwed in the hayloft. Right. Lucy's a hayloft. <laughs> Sorry. She would she turn is. into the kind of mom that's, like, super, like, conservative and be, like, a helicopter mom, I think. Just, yes. just to be like the opposite of what she was, is my guess. And because of what she got away with, my guess yes. is she'd be like. <laughs> she'd be out patrolling those, uh, the, the, the hayloft, the barn every day. Her kid wouldn't even be allowed anywhere near a hayloft. Right. <laughs> it's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Ellie is still pissed about the park in Matt Devlin. Yes. This is her storyline um, right now. JR thinks Mimosa Park would be his prime real estate. And Miss Elliot said, well, everything in concrete Texas is, is prime real estate. It, it was a concrete slab to you, JR. And Jock thinks that's really funny. <laughs> he does. He, he's at the end of the table going. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared's like, you know, that's not true. He's a daddy. And, he, and Jock's just like, you're okay. <laughs> that's what I caught. I was, mm-hmm. She was like. Blah blah blah, concrete slab, and and Jock was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. "I feel like it's a joke they have, and they like talk about it behind his back." <laughs> oh, probably. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm not a parent, but I feel like every set of parents makes fun of their kids behind well, their I do all the time. Well, well, I do all the time. All the time. <laughs> I do your face too. What do you think parents talk about when they're drinking? And if my kids ever listen to this Us. in the future, I'm sorry. No, my but, kids you know, know. I do. I thing. do to their face. I'm like, oh my god. I love you, but. <laughs> Oh, I make it fun of their face too. Yeah. That's just kind of the relationship yeah. we have. So let's 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 see if we can treat, keep track of where everybody is going today. Okay. Jock is going to Punk Anderson's before his 11 a.m. meeting with Von Leland, and Sue Ellen is supposed to be taking Miss Ellie to the attorney's office. There you. Miss Honey's oh. office. Right. Probably uh, to go over more of this Matt Matt Devlin garbage. Yeah, probably thing. stuff. Blah. And then JR says that Bobby must have left really early to beat him. Um, guessing he didn't come home the night before is what we're left with. Gee, JR, you, you're, you are oh. the expert on not coming home the night before, aren't you? Right. And then he likes to call everyone else on it. It's like, JR, whatever. You know, what, you, know who, you know who he's acting like in this episode? Hmm. He's acting like Lucy trying to stir the pot. You know what? He is. Yeah. <laughs> He totally JR. is. That just proves those two are, yeah. yeah. Those two are so much alike. I really think uh, they should have gone with mm-hmm. JR being Lucy's father. Right. <laughs> it would have been a imagine good twist. The, imagine the dynamic. Oh. But I don't think Dowling would have ever had sex with JR, honestly. No. No. Not consensual sex. Not con- right. There's no such thing as non consensual sex. It's right. 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 The end. Exactly. Thank you. Without using the word rape. Uh, yeah. But um, I think that they didn't go with that probably because of that, because that would have made JR's character really dark. And I don't think even he wasn't dark, redeeming. They, that would make him not redeemable at all, you know, and they didn't want to go there mostly in the 80s. You couldn't watch JR again. Miss Ellie, being Miss Ellie and paying attention to shit, notices something's up with Pam. And with her, so Pam's like, yeah, her her detached her craziness because uh, she's just. I'm sure she's just. She, I'm sure she's just radiating like something's wrong, and and men are just walking around like we're going to work. Bye. And but Miss Ellie's like, okay, something's up. So she asks her, and Pam says that Bobby was out all night with Jenna Wade because it's never Jenna. It's Jenna Wade. Know, if you ever notice that, it's always Jenna Wade. I know. <laughs> right. And then and. Miss Ellie's just like, uh, fuck. you can just see on her face. She's like, fuck. Uh, okay. Well, you know, he loves you. And, you know, he, like, he might be fucking Jenna, but he loves that doesn't you. Matter. She, Don't she doesn't do want to come across as, but she doesn't want to come across as biased to her son. Right. Right. She doesn't. But she also, I think she doesn't want to lose Pam as a daughter in law. And you can just tell on her face, she like, oh, shit, Pam. Bobby's fucking up all right how am i gonna try to fix this she's, she's, she does love pam she's yeah. come a long way from she's digger barnes's daughter <laughs> true but even at the beginning where she was worried about it you could i mean she miss ellie and digger had a special relationship so i think she's always had a little bit of a soft spot for pam right even at the beginning um then but Pam then says she blames herself for pushing Bobby away. At, um, at least she recognizes it. No, I said that's BS. He shouldn't have been with Jenna in the first place. He's married to Pam. Period. Right. Like, that's oh. it. Right. There's no, like, there's he no pushing that. away. No, like, but, fuck that shit. You're married to her. No. Right. But 
But she knows she knows she's been treating him cares? like garbage. Then divorce months. him. Like don't she right. I'm not ta- I'm not okay. talking about the Jenna part right now. She's recognizing that okay. she's recognizing that she okay. All right. Her okay. part She's recognizing yeah, she, she's rising. Yeah, yeah, she's recognizing that she might like it's not all Bobby's fault for maybe sleeping with Jenna because I think at this point Pam assumes that Bo- Pam assumes that Bobby just spent the night with Jenna because he didn't come home. So oh, yeah. so she's just like fuck. Like I she's I mean she's taking on more blame than she needs to with that because it would be fucked up if Bobby did sleep no. with Jenna and I love Jenna but I'm admitting yeah, that that's what I'm be saying. Yeah. Jr. would have. It would, because just because you have a a bad night and you push someone away, like, that doesn't mean you go somewhere else. Like, no. No. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't wasn't getting into that. I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's recognizing that she hasn't been treating him well for a while, even before this gym. has been a little crazy, but that doesn't mean go and have sex with somebody else. A little cray-cray, yeah. I think Maselli's realizing that though, because I think Maselli's like, "Oh shit, like something's wrong," and you need. So she's like, "Maybe you need to yes. talk to Doctor LB, like Sue Ellen did, because he helped her so much, and maybe you need some help." And you can just see the look on Pam's face where she's like, mm, "Maybe," but I don't. She's I, not I, ready. I know because that would be admitting I'm crazy. Right. And at this, I mean, there's still a stigma with the whole mental health thing, but mostly in 1980, I'm sure like you just didn't normally do that, you know? Right. Mm. And then we we go to the office and Kristen is talking to Connie and she, she's become a little uh, fascinated with Jordan Lee lately. She's been talking about him a lot. Worth $14 million. And you wouldn't. Well, look she's like, not getting the attention from JR anymore. So. Right. So and she likes our attention. So uh-huh. she's she's uh-huh. kind of scoping out the Jordan Lee scene here. Which Jordan Lee? Him? Well, no? okay. who is also a married man with a baby? Yes. Kristen <laughs> is trash. Trish, Chris, Kristen's got a type. Wait, Jordan Jordan Lee is old and has a young girlfriend or wife or whatever. Of course, wife around. He has a young but. wife, but he has a baby, and mm-hmm. Kristen is all up in that. She's got a thing for older type. dudes with babies at and, home, apparently. Which and explains money. why she didn't go and after money. Andy Bradley. Or imagine imagine Kristen going after Seth Stone and having the tangle with Marilee. I, well, I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Kristen and Marilee tangle. Marilee would eat her live. Just like one bite, like and just eat Kristen. Mm-hmm. It, it would be it, it would be interesting though. <laughs> so Jr. arrives at the office before Bobby, and the messages uh, for Bobby are from Roy Tate and Jenna Wade wants to be called immediately. Yep, yep, yep. And actually, Connie is also being nice to Kristen, which I noted because Connie weird. is not often nice to Kristen. No, it's very weird. <laughs> it's like almost like a. Connie was probably on some medication for something that day. No, maybe. She, maybe uh, maybe she had a tooth pulled and she was still on the Novocaine or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. She's like, I don't hate you as much today, I guess. Bobby is not having a good day and he lets JR know that and Kristen yes. witnesses it. He's basically like, dude, don't start. Don't start. Jenna Wade, another greedy little lady. <laughs> right. And he's just like, motherfucker, don't start with me today. He's just like, can I we, nope. 
Can we not? No mood for you. <laughs> Can we not? I'm in no mood for your bullshit. I will hang you out to dry. <laughs> I will knock the window out from this uh, from your office, and I will hang you there to, over the street. Oh, that's a little harsh. All right. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Let's get to Cliff's messy apartment messy while apartment. we're at it. Yeah, he doesn't look well. No, he's he really just doesn't care about anything at the moment. He, he looks like he's like seriously in the bell jar right now, just like laying on the couch. So let's see. In this episode, he's kind of lazying on the couch, doesn't really care much about anything. Pam is very um, disassociated. Sue Ellen is going to be disassociated. There's a lot of detached people that don't really care about things right now. It's true. Yep. Something yep. in the water. Mm-hmm. And then Pam comes over. Digger is out. Yes. Yeah. And then she's just like, how are you? And he's like, I'm fine. And that girl loses it. Throw in those magazines. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> he's like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening right now? That's what I put down. Pam is not fine. <laughs> not fine. She is not fine. The opposite of fine. Unfine. <laughs> she's unfine. And she says she thinks she's going crazy. Crazy. But well, that's how I it goes. Think I go in out of my head. <laughs> Never gonna survive unless we get a little bit crazy. crazy. <clears throat> And she wants to, she thinks she wants to drive Bobby away because she feels inadequate. And as much as Bobby, I mean, Cliff hates the idea of Pam being married to a Ewing, he's actually sympathetic with her in that scene. Of course, because he loves his sister and he like understands the pain she's going through. And he's like, because she's like, it's like, I, I'm driving Bobby away because he should be with someone who can have a baby. And he's like, look. If it's that important, like try to have a baby, there's a good chance you can have a totally fine. He tells baby. her to take a chance. Yeah, it, just do it. Take a chance, zombie. You say zombie. Ewing barbecue podcast, the musical edition. Try to taste some karaoke. I like zombie, but it's not ABBA. Um. So yeah, so she's like, you should totally, he, or he said you should totally do that, and then she's just like, what? No, I can't because I'm too scared. And it's like, girl, then just you have to make to make some this decision. This has been a reoccurring problem in the marriage. They can't communicate, right? And you just want to walk in there and you just want to go like, you just want to go <sighs> slap them both and lock lock them in a room or an elevator or something and make them deal with it, you know. Right. I think a big part of the problem is Pam and Bobby were fine in the beginning and then outside parties started getting involved. Like JR comes in and he's like, hey, and (laughs) it's like, shut the fuck up. But he's like trying to plant the seed. You know, it's 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 true. Outside forces. But there's also that combined with not communicating actual right. now that the honeymoon phase is passed right J- it's starting to come out it's mm-hmm. it's funny how jr and cliff are on opposite sides of each other and they hate each other but they have the same goal that they don't want bobby and pam together right except for cliff is actually like trying to be good right here and be like hey if you want to do this to save your marriage then do it yeah mm-hmm. which makes cliff the bigger person than jr right because i think because jr is being like lucy in this episode and stirring the pot Okay, so Bobby meets Jenna for lunch, 
And Jonna is like super having second thoughts about not having slept with Bobby. She's like, God damn it. Why don't I just do it? And he is tells this her. Picnic? No, this is one they're okay. like out to lunch in a restaurant. Okay, okay. And sure he tells place. her that there's not going to be another chance. He's like, I, I, I'm not doing as if there shouldn't have been a first. Okay. There shouldn't have ain't, been. We ain't going down that road, woman. Right. She's just kind of right. like, she had asked for more. She's like, I can't do this just one time. Like, I love you. And if we're going to do this, like, I want this to be a thing. And then Bobby's kind of like, yeah, maybe that's not what I want. And then yes. she's kicking herself afterwards. Like, why didn't I just fuck him? Like, I've, and she literally says, like, I slept with a ton of people in my life who didn't give a shit about me. Why? Yeah, Maynard, Maynard I Anderson. This one time? Maynard, Maynard. <laughs> and you see that? You see that thing on my finger? It's called a a ring. It means I'm married, woman. <laughs> yeah, but he. I mean, he's the one that was there, so I'm so, like, I can see, like, yeah, she was in the wrong a, a little bit, but he's more in the wrong because he's the one actually in a relationship. You know, what the exactly. hell is a married man going doing going to his ex girlfriend's apartment? His first right. love. His first asking love. He was like, oh, it, it, totally asking him for trouble. Yeah. You put yourself in bad situations, you're going to get bad results. Promise. Oh, I like the, that. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Right. This is there a little different than pushing Dottie Maypeck in the pool. Okay. Right. You're, you're grown adults. Things are higher now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like they were kind of getting like nostalgia and sort of feeling. That's the point. Memories. He may not have meant that when he went there. But Bobby, it your life is over. You got Bobby, you got a ball and chain now. You can't it, be going running around chasing yeah, the skirt. Yeah, but if you're going to actually go somewhere, yes, that's still bad. But if you're going to go back to her apartment, you're asking for it. And then you start getting nostalgic and then those feelings come up and mm -hmm. you're putting yourself in a bad situation and it's your fault. You should have never been there. That's her home. You should have dropped her off or yeah. not even gone to fucking lunch there in the first place. Period. And you did it when your wife was out of town. So you obviously knew what you were doing. Yes. Because if Pam was in town, he would not have gone. If you're going to have an innocent lunch, bring your wife. And the three of you can exactly. have lunch together. Or call your wife and tell her before you do it. Be, be all Mike Pence about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's the only time you're going to hear that on this podcast. That's the <laughs> only time and, you're going to hear it. That's the and, only time. And, and, only if you time. End, and if you end up in in a threesome then both all of you have consented and it's all good right <laughs> if that had happened right that would have whoa. been everyone consenting whoa. but whoa. that's taking whoa. that's a whole <laughs> separate i feel like jenna and pam would never they're too jealous of each other man they'd be if oh, Bobby yeah. even hinted they'd be like what the fuck bobby would be so into that holy shit that sounds like something jr would suggest honestly there, that's oh. what i'm saying bobby right. would be like what there, there, <laughs> right. no there, there there's there's underlying sexual tension between jenna and pam oh um, i don't think so but the, i would have totally watched that subplot <laughs> I can see it now. This is going to be like Victoria Principal's first exclusive interview in years, and that's going to be the question of the hour. You and Priscilla Presley, any sexual tension? <laughs> Vic Victoria, which which Jenna were you most sexually attracted to? Morgan, Francine, like, or fuck? Priscilla? I wonder if she had an answer. She was like, well, actually. actually. You might. You never know. Yeah. Actually, oh my God. Actually, actually, I had a thing for Donna Reed, but no. 
<laughs> Speaking of, I was just talking about the movie Mulholland Drive just right before we started recording, and that's a scene from Mulholland Drive is, this is the conversation. Have you ever done this before? I don't know. I don't remember. And it goes right along with that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Ba-dum-bum. Melanie, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, by the end of this scene, Bobby, he, he has to save his marriage. That's, right. That's he wants what, to save his marriage, and that's great. Yeah. But somebody else has plans. So I'm just going to say this is what I love about Jenna Wade. This is extremely ballsy. Jenna Jenna's knows got what the fuck she wants, and she's just going to go for it, and she doesn't fuck around. She's not playing games. She's like, you know what? I decided that I want Bobby and he like Pam isn't sure if she wants him or not so let's figure this shit out and I'm gonna ask her so she just goes to her work and just like pounds on the door and she's like hey we gotta talk great place for a commercial break yeah boom 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 I, <laughs> I mean she's ballsy as fuck cause if I was Pam I would beat her ass yeah but Pam- it's it's a double edged sword here what she's doing okay. she's going in because she do you want Bobby? If you do, I do. If you don't, but she wants Pam and Bobby to save their marriage. She wants to give them that first opportunity to save their marriage. Because you know what the difference? Is? She Jenna loves Bobby, so she wants him to be happy. So she's right. like, if you want to save your marriage, like you should save your marriage. Because that's the right thing to do. But if this is not going to work, then I'll cut I'm you next, out. Right, I will cut you out because I am next in line, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Which, I do, I won't. Right? Yeah. She, Which I see the the like the grace in that maybe a little, but still, if a woman's going to come to my office and basically give me an ultimatum, I'm going to cut a bitch. Like, no. Like, the no. That, the fact that Pam doesn't, I think it's really That's what I'm saying. I mean, does she even, like, I mean, do, that makes you think, okay, does Pam really want to save their marriage? Like, is she right. having second thoughts? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. And, and is this confrontation going to be what kind of throws the cold water in her face and wakes her up? Yeah. I, I would hope so. If anything... Does. If not, if not, should. then then call the right. divorce lawyer and just get it over with and just be done. Right. Just right. kind of cut ties. And Jr. and Cliff would probably go out to lunch to celebrate. They would exactly. put down their swords oh, for, yeah. for like three for an minutes. hour for yeah. lunch break. And yeah. Yeah. You know, because, you know, that's that's that, you know. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, this episode it's called Sue Ellen's Choice. And now we're gonna actually going to go back to Sue Ellen. <laughs> Finally. And guess what? She just got laid. I wrote down that... Uh, <laughs> she was pounding the posturpedic. There's some Ooh. post-sex sauntering happening. I know. She comes out of there like... Music. That music. Sue Ellen's theme. She's at Dusty's Love Shack. Yep. And he's tying his ascot after a little post-coital uh, loving. She loves her ascots, man. I think that's what I she's know, I don't understand the ascots. Yeah, I don't know. At all. Because it's symbolic of you're getting your ass caught doing something you shouldn't be doing. At least in JR's case when he wore his. True. Maybe. Symbolic. Um, and then Dusty, he kind of has this like weird speech that kind of, Sue Ellen kind of takes as like, 
oh shit, like, are you breaking up with me right now? And he's like, no, actually, I'm asking you to marry me. And she's like, oh, okay. But I'm still married. I'm sorry. Right. But she still accepts. So. And she's like, I can't, you know, I'm married. And he's like, leave him. And she's like, but my baby, he's like, bring him. And she's like, oh, okay. uh, That's what normally women do when they leave their husband. They bring their kids with them. Usually. Right. I think she even knows in the back of her mind right now that JR is not going to let that happen. No. Right. And she knows JR at all. Yeah. And it's so funny when they didn't think, when they didn't know that he was the baby's father, he would have let her go. But then what would have happened if he would have found out that, oh my God, it is my kid. He'd be like, Right there, being like, mm-hmm. I want my boy back. I can mean, I can yeah. get him. Yeah. My son. Yeah. My son. Yeah. The boy. That's where the jock cock comes out. My son. My son. Yeah. My son. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, and then Donna comes to see Jock. Oh, yes. I love Donna. Now, here we see the difference between coming to Miss Ellie for advice and coming to Jock for advice. Yes, we do. It's like night and day. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to get involved. Yeah, she she asked for help and um, with Ray and uh, and Jack's help and letting him know he's good enough for anyone and anything. And um, because she knows that the one person that Ray would listen to is Jock. And because Ray sees Jock as a bit of a father figure and because he's lived there so long on South Fork, you know, since he was 15, I think. But Jock's just like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. God God damn it. And she's like, but we love each other. And he's basically like, love, love ain't enough. A good marriage is based on a more solid foundation. They have a solid foundation. The fuck are you talking about, man? Right. Hey, <coughs> whatever, <coughs> whatever, Jack. Jack, how, how long did it take you to bring up Amanda? Mm. Ooh, yeah. Solid foundation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that, uh, you do want to jump in with your uh, take on Donna's fur coat? Huh. Well, I don't have my notes here, but you know I love me a fur coat. <laughs> it's lovely. And I love Donna, so I'm just gonna pretend it's fake. She's, I'll pretend it's fake. <laughs> well, if it's the same one that she's wearing in the bar scene that I posted a while ago, mm-hmm. is the brown one? Is this sort of like a light? She brown? has a black one and a brown one. I think it's the light brown one. I think that's the one in the I bar re- scene, and that I is remember like my a white favorite. One. Oh, she does have a white one, but then it's the brown one, I think, and that's the one she wears in the bar scene when she's a badass. So, see, I love the fur coats. I can't help it. I mean, yay, Peta, but I love her coats. Now, should we do a, should we have them do a a fashion show of Donna's and Sue Ellen's furs? I will work on that this week when I'm bored (laughs) as shit at my house with COVID. I'll do a slideshow of just fur coat shots. (laughs) That's my project. You should. Yes. Do Please do that. I will go from season one to the end. Oh my God. Do it. Because there's a lot. Even the men, some of the men wear fur coats in some episodes. Oh, my God. You could actually create an entire website of that. And how is your corona? Is it? I, mean, I, feel, like, I feel like I'm really tired. I feel like oh. after I had a baby. That, I don't know what that means. but That's really tired. You know, you're, like, really fatigued. Like you, you I remember get, that, you have like, a yes. spurt of energy. And you're, like, and then you're, like, 
Just like mm-hmm. going to the kitchen will make you tired. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. And if I cough, I'm sorry, but I haven't really been coughing, but I have this horrible, weird, gurgly cough now. Uh, and I, don't I, don't your, I can like hear it in your voice kind of. It's like, I, sound, ah. I sound like a smoker voice. I mean, you I kind of sound like B. Arthur a little bit, which is kind of, it's almost <laughs> sexy. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier I was singing Britney Spears and Scott goes, you just don't sound the same. And I was like, hold Aww. on. And I was like, let me try it again. <laughs> I can't sing anyway, so it's a joke, but I mean, it's really bad. It's like a um, a very, very, very butch Britney Spears. <laughs> nice. So after this, Donna is pissed. She's pissed, and uh, she confronts JR. Donna is not afraid of JR. She will not back down to him. What I like about JR, uh, Donna, too, like, I think I really, I look up to these, I like these ladies who just, stand up and don't give a fuck and just don't play games and just are like let me tell you what i think she said you made a pact with the devil and he goes are you trying to flatter me or insult me i can't tell which donna is a badass and Mm -hmm. jr he hates that she can like have her come back to him like it really bothers him just the back and forth just everything like are you trying to insult me or give me a compliment you're like she she vows that she and dave culver (laughs) will pick up and where Cliff Barnes left off and destroy JR. Mm-hmm. And then she. Watch out, JR. All right. So Bobby won't be home for dinner that night. Surprise, surprise. Of course, of course not. not. Ah, but where is he? That will be revealed. We don't re- know right now. We can suspect. We One would assume he's with and, Jenna and, Wade. And Pam does. Jenna, Jenna Wade, Pam not Jenna, but Jenna husband. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna Wade. One word, Wade. Jenna Wade. But JR is in a good mood, so everyone should be worried. Always be worried when JR is in a good mood. And let's exactly. head to the nursery with the tilted rainbow on the wall. Where Still. Keaton continues his good mood, tries to be husbandly to Sue <laughs> Ellen, and she's like, I don't fucking care, basically. She's like, right. shut up. I don't. Yeah, I'm she's involved. done. She's like, I'm involved with my baby, so shut the fuck up. He's going on about the meeting with Von Leland, and Bobby wasn't there, and Jocko, and he's all in a good mood. Yeah, she didn't give two fucks. She's done. She's moved on. She's Walks away, and she goes, I want a divorce. The D word. And he's like, I'm surprised that she did that. You know, me too. I mean, that took a lot. And she kind of, you know, she kind of like, she was looking down the crib and she kind of hesitated for a minute. She's like, I want a divorce. And just like slipped and out. She's, well, I, I can, I can see, hear the internal dialogue. Should I do it? Little John, should I ask him? I'm going to ask your daddy for divorce. Cause you're going to get a new daddy. <laughs> she didn't God. ask him. She told him. She's like, I want a divorce. Okay. Real quick. I know we've already said this, but Mary, he wrote this episode. Oh, this was the, um, this this was the last was one by, by Camille Marquetta. Camille Marquetta. Her last one. Okay, I was about to say, this was definitely written by a woman because I'm telling you, as awful as it sounds, I think when you're ready in your mind to ask for a divorce, it just comes out like that because that's exactly what happened. Like, I, it was a Monday night. Like, I didn't even plan to do it that night. It literally just came out of my mouth. And wow. so I think for a woman to write this, I promise you, I almost bet that she has been divorced when she wrote this episode, and I bet that's how she did it. I guarantee it. Or she I wish we somebody. knew that. Because I wish we could ask her. We can, let's, look at, let's email look, me back, let's girl. Look her, and let's look her up on IMBD and then look up when this episode is written and see if it says, like, you know, 
married, divorced, married. Because I would like to know, because I'm telling you, that's exactly how mine happened. I literally made a martini and it's like, I need to talk to you on the porch. Went outside and we were like talking, I was like, I would like to separate, please. Like it just came out. Like <laughs> I was not even planned. Like I knew in my mind I was going to do it, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like a hundred percent and I wasn't going to do it that day. Mm-hmm. But he just said something that just threw me over the edge. I was like, I want a divorce. Like it just came out. So maybe she was just fed up. Maybe. Maybe that's what. Yeah. It just happens. She's like, I want a divorce. I've been unhappy for, I've been miserable for a long time, blah, blah. And he's like, who is he? Who is your lover? And (laughs) she's like, what makes you think there is somebody? He's like, you know, basically like, well, you're not going to, you don't have the guts to leave on your own. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. And she's like somebody that you can't intimidate basically. And He's like, I don't know. He gets nasty with her. And then she says her, she and her baby will be just fine with it. And he goes, uh, uh-uh. he's like, Oh no. He's like, we'll get a divorce. The sooner the better, but the boy stays. You're here. a drunk, a tramp. No, no one will give you custody. Mm-hmm. And then there's the lip tremble. Did Aww. you notice the lip tremble? Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice the progression in the scene though? Is JR first calls him little John. Then he says, the boy, and finally, as the scene ends, he calls my him my son. son. So it just went from little John to the boy to my son. Is mm-hmm. that the first time we've ever heard him say, my son? Maybe. He Maybe. went up to the nursery in that scene after the paternity thing, but he, there was no dialogue in that scene, which was that's true. Yeah. This could be the first time that he does the my son. And maybe that's was dramatic enough for them to go to commercial. Oh, I'm sure it was. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So this yeah. is where we go to Bob, Bobby. I, I put Bobby equals bar fight. <laughs> so so, bo- yes, so Bobby is not with Jenna Wade. He's not with Jenna Wade. It looks like he's he's pissed, maybe had a couple beers, and he bumps into some dude bros, and they get into <laughs> a fight. Dude bros. But it's not it's not a full-on fight because there's no retaliation. Bobby's like, oh, oh, and then he's, I'm, I'm leaving. Right. I'm out. Peace out, yo. Peace out. I don't. I don't want to be punched in the face right now. Uh, (laughs) 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 Which is weird for Bobby, because usually Bobby is up for just like a ridiculous fight. You know. So I guess he's down. But a lot, a lot of his fights, he's he's got to have his Batman and Robin thing with him and Ray. You know. Mm. Right. He doesn't have back. They're like a. They're like a tandem. So another fur coat uh, scene here. Mm-hmm. Sue Ellen's yeah. walking around like a zombie. Yes. Yeah, we should compare her and Pam's zombie expressions. Well, she walks right past mm. Pam and she's, yeah. she's like, Sue Ellen, are you? She's like, yeah, all right, I'm fine. It just like keeps walking and JR comes out and she's like, JR, stop her. And he's like, why, why? should I? Yeah, because she just flees. Sue Ellen, just, yeah. Sue Ellen out. Yeah. It's like, bye. Like he said, I wanted to leave him. I tried. He said he was going to keep my baby. Mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. do that. Girl's depressed. Yeah. Depression. Donna's at Ray's house when he gets home. Uh, does, no, wait a minute. The, here's the question: Does he ever lock his door, or would, does, she, does she? I'm just, sure not. Probably okay. not. I, that seems like he probably lives in a place. It's just, it's 1980. I'm sure he doesn't lock his door. Right. I, I, I knew my, people. I knew people that I used to go over their house, and they never locked their door. Still to this day, we didn't when I was little. No, my boss lives like in a million dollar house, and he does not lock his doors or his car doors in his driveway. And when no, he goes out of town, he leaves it unlocked. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, 
lucky I'm a good person because I could just send somebody over there to rob your house while you're out of town. Did anything you know? ever happen? No. And no. I said, it's kind of like That's people that thing. say I don't wear a seatbelt. Like, of course, if you don't want to wear a seatbelt, fine. But like, it's a protection. So like, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it just in case. So why wouldn't you lock your doors just right. in case? Right. Donna's, Donna's in Ray's house or shack yeah, or whatever whatever he, he lives in mm-hmm. shack <laughs> and he's just kind of like you're making it hard on both of us and she she's there to say she's leaving yeah for, she's there to say goodbye she's gonna go help for a month yeah a month or so which in television land is for however how long um right because susan howard probably has another gig he's a fucking idiot i'm just gonna say oh it. no ray ray, ray <laughs> needs a bitch slap to the head and he, he really he just doesn't want to be with Donna because he doesn't like to feel dumb and he doesn't like to be bored. Like, get, what the fuck, dude? Seriously, I mean, get over yourself. Right, sit. You gotta sit through a foreign film every once in a while. She's sitting through your bullshit with your cowboy friends. Just like it's it, it just makes me. It's sigh. as mismatched as Sam and Diane on Cheers. He's. The, I think it's more mismatched, honestly. Yeah, but that's the most recent comparison I can draw because I've been watching cheers lately and gotcha. Sam and Sam and gotcha. Diane, you know, she's all cultured and all this. And he's, just, he's the quote unquote dumb jock uh, who goes after floozies, but, but Ray, Ray yeah. isn't going after floozies. He like can't get over himself and his cowboy and, right. Oh, the cowboy and the politician lady and blah, blah, blah. And I can't, I, I, I I'm, I'm he not, he cannot get it over his own shit. Just like shut up, Ray. God damn it. <laughs> Seriously. But so she's going to go help Dave well, with his campaigning and the healthcare thing or whatever they're working mm-hmm. on. And I think she's hope. I think she's just hoping like, okay, I'm going to call his bluff. I'm going to put some time and distance between us and hope that he wises up. And she says she loves Ray. And he says, sometimes that just isn't enough. Sometimes that just ain't enough. Mm. Whatever, Ray. Uh, uh, Ray. Oh, God, you're such an ass. This is dumb. (laughs) And then, so Pam waits up for Bobby. In the living room. Uh Uh, And then, so she tells him like, you're crazy, bitch. Uh, ex-girlfriend came to see me today and like had an ultimatum for me. Yeah. And uh, that she told, she told, and she's like, you know, she's still in love with you. And then he says, well, I'm not in love with her, which I mean, I don't believe for a second, Bobby, no. but it's fine. It's fine. Pam, you, you, <laughs> and Pam recognizes that she, I mean, is it possible? Is to blame for the way she's acted towards him. Over the of past course. few months of she she knows Thank her you. part in this. Right. She knows her part. And then she's basically like, and she's a little bit honest. And she's like, she admits that she's been feeling inadequate and that she's failing him. And I'm just like, girl, get some therapy. Jesus. Do, page and, page uh, and Dr. So, Elby. Page and Dr. Elby. And he says that uh uh he, he's basically like, I've done all I can do, which is like not come. Completely true because you've done all you can do up until a, the point you went to Jenna's place. Except, yeah, like you almost Jenna left Wade, your girlfriend. Sorry, Jenna Wade, and uh, and then you're constantly a dick about her job. But right. other than that, <laughs> the ball is kind of in her corner. Do you, do you um, hear that sound? That's the sound of a male chauvinist pig. No, I mean, you're, yes, yes, yes. Um, but he's not wrong that it is sort of in her. Like she has to kind of decide if she's going to get some therapy 
if she's going to like try more than she is. Uh, but she asked for another chance. And I think that's fair. And I'd like to point out that Jenna saved the goddamn day. Yes. So all you Jenna haters. Even though I'm not a Francine Tacker fan, I think she's number three on my list of Jennas. Okay, I'd say she's number two on mine, but it's yeah, definitely not my favorite Jenna. But Jenna saved Bobby and Pam's marriage this time. So just saying. Bye-bye, Jenna. Bye, Jenna. I'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> yes. Now we have JR in the nursery. He picks up the baby. Oh, yeah. I put down JR goes into the nursery and acts like a father for once. Right. <laughs> Hugs him very protectively. No, this will be the second time because after the paternity thing, it's it's, it's kind of a, a, a mini version of the paternity picking up. Kind of. It's, an, it's going back to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's only been two episodes since then so i'll let that one go i'm sorry this is something i want to know did he ever change a dirty diaper in his life no oh, no never no there's no no, no chance so that happened. shut the hell up until you're a, you're not a father until you do that so <laughs> right and now now until you get thrown up now has 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 mrs reeves quietly gone away at this point i hope so i hope so yeah i'm pretty sure we never see her again but it could be wrong. right so ellen comes to dusty she girl's yeah. not okay. No, she's he she's still zombieish, catatonic. Well, that is the number one. Yeah, thing she's just like, I can't give up my son. I can't years, give up John Ross. Years. Right. And and he's gonna give her more time. Yep. I love Dusty. But he he's trying to change her mind. He's 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 working on her. He's working the on her, but she's defeated. Yeah, so Ellen just always falls back on being afraid of Jr. and his power. Like that's like she's. I think she's used to being afraid of that, and it's just so easy for her to like fall into that fear again that like jr like she has a lot to be afraid of with jr and she doesn't trust that dusty can protect her right mostly with her son being on the line the custody being right. on the and line they, the one line that sums it up is she can't leave for baby not even for dusty right and ugh, of course she can't that's her boy that's her baby boy she can't do that and what's what's interesting about these this sequ- sequence of scenes is you go, Donna and Ray have their breakup. Pam and Bobby are trying to stay together. Mm-hmm. JR and uh, Sue Ellen and Dusty are having their breakup. But then she goes back to JR begrudgingly. So it's kind of like a breakup, stay together, breakup, stay together. It's like alternating in the sequence well, of scenes. He says he'll wait for her. Dusty says he'll wait for her however long it takes. Right. I wouldn't say it's a complete breakup, but I'd say it's a it, like... A parting of couples. Let's put a pause. Yeah, parting of couples. So it's a parting of couples. Yeah. We're going to work this out. Parting of couple, and then she goes back to her prison. Right. It's more of actually like they're... they're putting a pin in it. We're going to put pins in these relationships and Dusty and Sue Ellen and put a pin in Ray and Donna and maybe we'll come back to it. Right. And they And they layer them, you know, Pin, mm-hmm. work it out. Pin, my mm-hmm. prison. Yeah. Because right. Sue Ellen returns to South Fork and JR is lurking in the shadows. He's always <laughs> fucking lurking in the shadows. Creepy lurker. Jesus. Creepy ass. Stay the lurker. freaking hell away from the elementary schools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the playground. I'd worry more about senior high schools with him, actually. Uh huh. 100%. Uh-huh. I work. 
Mm-hmm. He, he'd be the type to go after the 17 year olds. Uh-huh. I, I, no, I, I, I worry him? about Ray being near mm-hmm. high school after his. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> we don't talk about that ever, ever again. <laughs> no, we, we, <laughs> We're going to forget that. We, happens. we still talk about that at this point. Um, at this point. So he knew she never would never had the guts to leave. And they just end on this weird. God damn. Fuck you, JR. We should have that as a, uh, as a, as a ringtone. We should. Cause uh, he, uh, mostly in that scene, just like taunting <laughs> her because he knew that she had to come back before her son. Like what? God. Right, right. He goes from referring to it as that bastard you're carrying to now that he knows it's his son, it's a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a weapon. one big tool he's got in his arsenal. Fuck you, <laughs> hey, that's Mary's line. Fuck no, just, <laughs> no that, everyone yeah. should be saying it. Everyone should be Fuck saying you. it. So I'm, I'm going to give it 4.6 because this is a Genoaid episode. So it automatically gets higher for me. And an issue of High Style Magazine. I'm going to give it a 4.25 only because it's called Sue Ellen's Choice and Sue Ellen was barely in the episode. Mm-hmm. That's why. And I think I'm going to give it a little bit of some fur coats. Nice. You know, let me some fur coats. More than one. <laughs> yes. I also put down 4.25 and a slinky after sex walk. Nice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good one. <laughs> I went with a four four, and uh, because yeah, it was cut down for me because it should have been called choices because yeah. not yeah. Sue Ellen's choice because there were three couples here making their choices, right? Uh, doing get things. Two kind of fun technicalities. I mean, a lot of things are just but symbolic Su- titles. Yeah, but Sue Ellen was. Not really in it till the second half of the episode. They so probably just really assume it's important because it leaves in, I don't know, maybe. The baby, uh, definitely. But I do yeah, think but, Choices would have been a good title. Yeah. Yeah. And I give it a um, a nice game of racquetball. <laughs> oh, yes. Racquetball. That's right. At the, at the yes. club. Yeah. Yes. And, and, I, and I, 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 will wear my, I will wear my short shorts. Short shorts. He wears short oh my God. shorts. 80 shorts. Your balls as, are going to fall As long as your side. balls don't hang low, <laughs> swing to and fro. Bro. It's like a bitch. When you try to manage it. I found the music video for that song. There, it's it's weird. It's almost like a metal, like a really screechy ACDC. You should type post that voice. in our Facebook group. <laughs> I will go find cool. it. Yes, and we post awesome. it. Awesome. Um, what's the next episode? Does anyone know? It's called something. It's called um, something. <laughs> there you go, Josh. Everybody's pulling out their books. Uh, se- second thoughts: the return of Laura Johnson and the introduction of Chris Coffey. Who's that writer? Linda Elstad. Mm, righty. Cool. I can't. Is that a new one? I think it might be a new writer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, after. Cool. Oh my gosh. So Christopher Skinner's um, Victoria Principal's first husband is in that one, the next one. Really? Was Ooh. she married to him at the time? Nice. She was? Mm-hmm. Huh. He was. What does he play? He was 21. What does he play? Um, He plays a classmate of Lucy's. <laughs> Wait a second. He was 21. How old is Victoria in that episode? 28. Uh, go, girl. Get, get it, girl. You get cradle it. robber. You get cradle it. robber. Hey, there's something to be said about 
younger men sometimes. Do you want a young fine? <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now. Are you here? Nice. Good night. Good night. It was like that's a very boring. Good Next on Dallas. I don't like it. I don't like it one little bit. I told you I wanted you and Lucy married and out of Dallas as soon as possible. If you plan on being in Dallas two weeks from now, you better have the wedding date set by then, boy. You know, I've been racking my brains trying to figure out what kind of a present I can give Lucy for a wedding. Well, I think I've come up with something that should please her and Alan both. So I'd like to introduce to you the newest partner a Smithfield and Bennett law firm. Alan Bean. <coughs> we had a deal, remember? You got Lucy in a private law practice in Chicago. And I got Lucy and her scheming parents out of my hair. And that's where it's going to be, because if it's not, the wedding's off. I don't think so, JR. You're calling the shots now, are you? Yeah, I guess I am. I'm going to marry Lucy. And I'm going to have that law partnership. You can't do anything to stop me.